What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Art of Human podcast, episode 67. During this podcast, I speak with fellow human, Melissa Cobian. She is a lovely fellow human, and I really, really enjoyed this podcast. Um, to build a little context before the podcast starts, um, I actually did this new thing where I kind of broke up the podcast into three different segments. We start off by building context for you guys with regard to Melissa. So I ask her to share a little bit about herself. Then we move on to do a intuition quick play Q&A where I ask Melissa a question. She responds with the most intuitive thought or answer she has and then vice versa. She'll ask me a question. So very fun. And then we wrap up by talking about humanity and then... As usual, I ask her the final question, what's your message for the human race? So I really hope you guys enjoy. I love the conversation and let's get into it. Oh, and last thing, please, you guys, feedback, 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 comment, subscribe, share, you know, um, all that stuff is information for me and I hope to receive more information so that I can continue to make the experience better for you guys and I can maximize on value. And I love you. Oh, and other last thing, I forget to say that my name is Christian Rodriguez. I am your host. And I also forgot to say welcome to anybody who's tuning in for the first time. This is the Art of Human podcast and like you are immediately family welcome aboard we love you and for those who are returning to the podcast i still love you we still love you Mm -hmm. how do you say your last name by the way cobian cobian yeah okay um everybody listening welcome to the art of human podcast we have melissa cobian uh she's a really special guest um i met her on a birthday trip it was my cousin's birthday we went to rosarito um, baja california and that's where i met melissa and we got to spend a couple days together with the group of other friends um and i really bonded with her and i just felt like a certain connection with her i just felt like she was a very chill person just very laid back and just I don't know, humble and just kind, I guess that's the way I'd describe it. And so I guess that probably inspired me to invite her to come on the podcast. And so, hi, Melissa. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Melissa, if you want to just tell me and the listeners just a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, my name is Melissa Cobian and I'm 24. I'm a ballet instructor and um, an aspiring attorney aspiring what attorney oh shit i did not know that yeah how long have you been doing ballet dancing um i've been doing ballet for 21 years now holy shit i'm not kidding that shit just hit me what the fuck 21 years you're 24 so you've been doing it since you were three yep jesus christ so like was one of your like was one of your parents like a ballet person or like how does that happen so uh yeah in a sense i suppose so so my mom did ballet 
when she was younger and she only did it about for like two or three years but but she had me and to be honest with you I wasn't supposed to do ballet I did a tap class first and for whatever reason I guess I didn't like it but I did a ballet class and I guess I just kept asking to go back Hmm. okay and so after 21 years of doing it do you still feel the same way or how has that journey been for you um well I mean, I love ballet. I love dancing. I love expression. But um, I think more specifically than anything, it has not been easy because ballet is not easy at all. But I just, it's my passion. I love it. So I just, I never get tired of it. I love sharing that passion with others. And I love teaching. Okay. How long have you been teaching? Because I know you you teach. Um, I've been teaching on my own for about the last six years. Okay. And is it like your own business or how does that work? So I'm kind of like an independent contractor. So like I get to kind of pick and choose who I get to work for. Okay. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's super awesome. Like, so you've been doing independent contract work for, you said six years? Yeah, just about. Wow. So that means since you were in high school then, right? Or yeah. Or just, just about um, when you graduated? Mm-hmm. Dude, exactly. that's like, that's like goals right there. Like being an independent contractor, just being what what would you call it like a freelance or whatever you want to call it like just yeah, working for yourself because i feel yeah. like it's like a certain level of freedom that's at least what i'm striving for you know yeah is that do you think you could do you think you could go and like i don't know how much work experience you have like for other companies companies or businesses but like do you have you worked for other people yeah, absolutely. So in the sense of me being able to choose, like pick and choose what jobs I want, I'm able to decide who I want to work for. So it's more like I, I kind of go in, do an interview, they offer me a contract, or they offer me XYZ uh... classes, and then I get to decide whether or not I take them or not. A lot of the times when I was younger, I just take anything that would come to me. So, you know, it was nice. But now I'm getting a little older, I'm getting a little more experienced in the sense of like, everything's getting better with time so I get to be a little more picky now okay how do you how do you manage something like that like being an independent like how do you manage it because I feel like at least from my experience because I've been becoming like more and more independent like as time goes on but like when you're independent it's like you have to build your own schedule you have to reach out like you have to do all that background work versus if you work for a business it's like all right show up at this time you have to do this and like then you're out of here like how do you how do you keep yourself in a good rhythm or like do you schedule your week or how do you do that? So typically I um I do a little bit of both. So I, I do allow myself to work for other people so that I meet more people and I like to teach in different areas and different um different areas and for different people just because it's the experience of it and I like to meet different, like to be completely honest, different human beings and because people are are what they are of a product of their environment like to have different environments but at the same time I am um building my own clientele and building my own students at the same time so in being able to work for someone else it allows me to make the connections with people and then if they like me enough um I'm hoping to open my dance studio one day so hopefully they'll come with me too and let me know when that happens because I'll be there yeah (laughs) (laughs) um Ah, what does Melissa do like outside of ballet like I mean what like what does Melissa like to do or who is Melissa as a human like you know what I'm saying like 
like what what are some things that kind of define you as a person um what kind of things define me as a person um honestly I, i like to think of myself as just like free like free flowing you know fluid in the sense of like just i'm willing to do just about anything once you know just to try oh, okay. it just to say it and i feel like um i'm not what do i do outside of ballet i mean i actually i do a lot outside of ballet i like to i mean hobby wise i like to skate i like to paint i like to read a lot i love reading and i like to stretch <laughs> and do yoga i like yeah, to be mindful of myself Okay. And for those listening, when I was on that trip with her, she did a morning ritual where she would stretch for like what, like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's super duper flexible, like crazy flexible. <laughs> yeah. Um how like how did you get like cuz you said you're free and I would agree with that even with the brief time that I spent with you. Um how did you like develop that kind of mindset or how did you liberate yourself? to be able to play so many different roles cuz like you know sometimes i feel like we've we define ourselves as a particular thing and then we just kind of play that role but like you said you're you paint you read you skate you know you do ballet like i don't how do you how do you get that mindset have you always had it or have you slowly been able to develop that um i definitely have not always had it you know okay. i think that within society you you start to build a perspective of yourself as to where you feel like again you know how you had said you can go it's so easy to go into one of your you know multi multi dimensions of yourself and i think for myself it was really hard for me to step outside of just ballet and just being defined as that and, and defining myself as that and i think the liberation came more than anything when i got tired of myself hmm. so when i decided i was sick of my patterns and my unhealthy habits in senses thought process and even ah oh, shit uh for people listening the video just cut or the video slash audio just cut but hopefully she'll be back soon cuz she was on a good one I right, see so you were, you were just talking about your unhealthy patterns and you recognizing that and you got tired of yourself and then that's how you got on that path. Yeah. So basically, you know, I I know people say like, "Oh, you it really starts when you're fed up with yourself." And I absolutely believe that to be true. You know, and I think more than anything, I changed the conversation with myself to myself. So instead of, you know, the way that I I really really uh embodied it was if I wouldn't speak to my my a loved one like this i shouldn't speak to myself like that you know if i could forgive someone else so easily i should be able to forgive myself so much easier you know and in doing that it, i feel like in having patience with yourself it allows you to have patience with everyone around you and in that it, fruition just all the way around hmm did did something like spark i mean obviously you just said you got tired of yourself but Was there like a particular day that you remember where like you hit rock bottom or something or was it just kind of progressive or Well, to be completely honest with you, um I was in a long-term relationship for about 2-3 years and um I found myself really unhappy at the end of it. And you know, I decided that it just wasn't for me anymore, so I decided, you know, to end it. And in ending it, it was a lot of um self-reflection. 
you know, in the sense of being able to say I did this right and I did this wrong and being able to own up to it and accept it and say, now I know better and now I can do better, you know? So I feel like that definitely, like, despite the fact that it ended, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it because I, it truly, truly changed me overall and in a better way. Okay. And then I know you said earlier that you like to meet new people. People are a product of their environment. Um, did you kind of change the people that you surrounded yourself also on this path of like recovery or enlightenment or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, absolutely. So to be completely honest with you, when you start to change the conversation with yourself and you start to emulate it, the people around you will either keep you in that box, like how we have said, there's multiple dimensions of yourself. Some people don't like that there's more than that to you. So they will try to keep you there. But at the same time, in you progressing, whatever needs to come with you comes with you and whoever needs to fall away naturally does. And it wasn't, I feel like for me, it wasn't that, you know, I decided to exactly change my environment more so like that too, but more so in myself and in that change, everything else just happened to change too. Ah, and so it was a pretty effortless process then in a way, in a way. Yes, I mean, and effort, no, I guess, I'm saying effortless in the sense <laughs> the way that the way that you're saying, like the things around you kind of naturally change, like. Of course, there's some conscious effort that you put to reflect. And I don't know exactly what you did, but obviously yeah. there's effort. But there was a certain naturalness that came with it. Almost seamlessly, some of it happened, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, how they say, like, you are your energy and you are what you attract. I can definitely say that that was true in my instance. That as soon as I, I started to be nicer to myself, I started to have people who would gravitate to me that were... So she dropped out again, everybody listening. God, this is so great. But this is okay, too. So he, you just said about uh, the energy, um, the energy that you had around you, and then things start to gravitate. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, it's just all about you. Like, as, as selfish as it, it may sound, I think that in finding that peace within yourself, you're you're able to share that peace with other people. And that's that's beautiful. Okay. Um, I'm just curious and like if I were make you if you don't want to answer certain things, like feel like it's totally fine. Um, but I'm just curious, like, was there journaling involved? Was there moments like where you practice certain affirmations? Did you have some type of like routine that you developed during that time, like on a personal it, level? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like how you would see me in, in that vacation that we had gone on, um, I made it a, I made it a point to put myself first. So in the sense of, you know, when I wake up every morning, what does, what does Melissa need? What do I need? You know, do I need a glass of water? Do I need to stretch? Do, do I need to have a run? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to read? Do I need to watch something? Do I need to practice affirmations? You know, some affirmations, that I would practice for myself one more than anything was just like, no matter what happens, you'll be okay and you will get through it and you will flourish. Okay. And it just proved to be true. Hmm. That is really cool. Um, would you say that um, this is something that I like commonly bring up um, just cause I guess I have an interest in it, but like in terms of like faith or if you want to call it spirituality or like something macro people 
God, the universe, nature, like, do you have something of that sort that gives you like comfort at a macro level? Like, if you know what I'm saying, like, do you have, I don't know if you're religious. I don't know if like how you would define yourself in that. Um, yeah. So I was raised very Catholic <laughs> and right. yeah, so I was founded on those morals and values more than anything. But as I grew up, I feel like I grew out of that and more into spirituality and, and, you know, your own relationship with source or whoever you feel is divine. You know, um, I like to just say creator, you know, just because it's like, you know, we could, I feel like it's just an even playing field there. But um, I think that once you listen to the signs of the universe and, you know, like creator and stuff and, and just really go in, you know, and see what, what is, what is life trying to really tell you? What is, because, because if you listen, it will talk to you, you know, you'll see the symbolism, you'll see the things that work out for you that just maybe shouldn't have worked out, but they do. And there's a reason for that. You know, I just feel like um, if you pay attention, the signs are there. And I think more than anything, like I'm not, I wouldn't call myself very religious. I would call myself more spiritual just because I'm very intuitive in the sense of being able to meet people and feel them and feel where they are. And a lot of times I feel like I can feel their struggles, you know, and in, in being an empath too, you know, and being able to be like, oh, you know what? I can, I, I've seen that in myself. I've seen that struggle in you and myself. And because of that, I'm able to be empathetic or pick and choose what I want to be around. Okay. What are you feeling from me right now? Right now? Well, I mean, <laughs> well, it's like when I first met you, like, when I first met you, it just felt like positive energy, just very open, very fluid too, in the sense of just like, I don't know, like when you meet people and you can feel the conversation they have with themselves. And, and sometimes being around people who don't have good conversations with themselves is draining, you know? And when you meet somebody who doesn't have a bad conversation with themselves because they've done the work, it makes you naturally just gravitate, you know? And you're like, you know what? We've shared part of the same human experience in that sense. So like, I, I just felt that from you. I just felt like a kind of intuitive, you know, with you and your brother. Like it was just very open, very open in the sense of like, we may have just met, but I can tell that you're a good person. Like, I don't have to know you well enough or deeply to know that you are a good person who's done the work. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I say let's just go into that Q&A thing I told you about. So just to build context for listeners, I've never really done this before, but uh, okay. just made it up and I think it sounds kind of fun. So basically we're going to go, I don't know, I'm going to start a 10 minute timer, but it could be, we'll just kind of go with the flow. Uh, but basically it'll be like a Q&A where I'm just, I mean, talking about intuitiveness, this is going to be fast, so it'll have to be intuitive. I'm okay. going to ask Melissa a question, then she's going to respond as quickly as she can. And then she's going to ask me a question, and then we'll just kind of play with that for a little bit. Uh, okay. Melissa, what's your middle name? Monique. What's your middle name? Anthony. Uh, where'd you get that shirt? Um, I got it. Actually, I got it on the colbyandboutique.com, but it doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. yeah that's cool uh, what were you doing before this i was setting up the podcast oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does your necklace say oh it says your name never mind new question new yeah. question how much is that thing worth 
um, I think fifteen hundred dollars. All right, how much is it worth to you? Like you know, like not money wise, but oh, it's oh, I could oh my goodness, a it's priceless, absolutely priceless. priceless. I've had this forever. <laughs> All right. Do you own any jewelry? Uh, I do. My dad gave me a golden necklace with the Jesus Christ thing on it, and I think it's like twenty four k, and. I, I don't wear it. It's just in a box. Oh wow! Because <laughs> it's you super. Wear that. <laughs> it's expensive though. I'm like it, and it, and it's because it's 24k. Like it's super like fragile. You know, if you've ever felt uh, gold yeah. like that, I don't know. I'll probably keep it for sure. Maybe one day I'll start wearing it. Um, if I'm ever wearing it during a podcast, you're gonna be like, I know that. I know that necklace. Yeah. Like, that one. That's the one he was talking about. <laughs> uh, let's see um how much does it cost to do like all your hair stuff and nail stuff or i don't know how much do you invest every month on like self-care products that's that's the question uh okay let's see Uh, self-care products so like beauty products whatever you want to call it (laughs) yeah like me personally honestly it's not it's not much oh okay just because i i'm not a I don't think I'm a high maintenance person. I might, but I think it's about like maybe two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. All right, that's not, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When's the last time you got a haircut? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was about two to three weeks ago. I cut it at my aunt's house, and my aunt cuts hair, and she's cut my hair—not like all the time, but she's cut my hair since I was a little boy, and so she oh, cut wow. my hair about two three weeks ago. That's cool um what is your favorite social media platform my favorite social media platform to post on is instagram my favorite platform to just you know have social media is twitter (laughs) oh okay yeah what about you what's your favorite social media oh man I'm honestly this is something that's been reoccurring with me but i usually say like i don't have a favorite for anything but Let's if we were to say favorite is what I use most often, then it would probably be Instagram. What do I enjoy the most? Yeah, it might be Instagram because now with the reels and uh, yeah, Instagram is probably my favorite just because it's like that's kind of where like everybody's at, you know? Yeah, the reels honestly have made it a lot more interactive too. just like, dude, I'll catch myself watching like five or six. And I'm like, what? I was just watching one video. <laughs> Do you just like get into that? Like you're almost not being I, I mean, you could say brainwashed, but it's almost like you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that algorithm, man. <laughs> you're, you're getting me. It's almost as bad as TikTok. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Is it mine? Oh, it's your turn now, right? It's my turn. Um... What was your favorite thing that we did on the Rosarito trip? Oh, man. Let's see. Intuitive. I'm thinking of the water. I'm thinking of when uh, there was a moment for everybody listening. There was a moment where, like, everybody left. My brother was terribly sick because he had a little too much to drink. And then it was just (laughs) it was just me, my brother and my cousin Trevor. And when we were in that house by ourselves, all right, Melissa got cut off. She's coming back. But while we were in that house by ourselves, um that was probably the best time for me hold up she's coming back on she's coming back on she's coming back on all right now you're back so when we had the house to ourselves that was probably I don't know intuitively I'm thinking was like my favorite part because I'm just like a solo kind of person to begin with 
So when oh, I had yeah. the whole house to myself, my brother was asleep and then Trevor was doing his own shit. Like there was something super cool about being in that backyard and just looking at the ocean because for everybody listening, it was a house right by the ocean. And like that was fucking cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that. honestly that venue. I mean, not venue, but that place was so beautiful. Like we were so lucky to have the little private beach, too. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, what's your favorite stretch? Um, my favorite stretch, honestly, it's going to sound funny because I don't feel like it's it's literally nothing, but I just like to stretch my back out. What do you mean? Like, um, it's kind of, it's called like a tabletop. So you okay. just make your back super flat and, you know, it's almost like when you touch your toes, but you just put your hands on something instead. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're going to, I don't know. I don't even know what that looks like, but okay. <laughs> I was going to say send a picture, but that doesn't even make sense. You can go ahead. Like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. If you can do it. It's, it's, it's just. Oh, <laughs> that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good stretch. It's for like your back and your lats, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um what else what can i say um where's marlo <laughs> uh marlo yeah marlon yeah Marlo. <laughs> uh my brother uh Madlon. mar i think he's actually at work right now i think he gets off at 4 30 oh cool he usually doesn't work on the weekends but this weekend he is oh tell him that's uh I will. I will. Um, I'm going to say let's move on to the next part, which is humanity talk. Uh, so people listening, I just made this whole thing up. So the first anyways, humanity talk, me and Melissa are going to talk about humanity, how we feel about humanity. So, Melissa, how do you feel about humanity? Like just humanity. Humanity. Yeah. I mean, in the state of the world right now, it's just, it feels kind of crazy, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's just a little difficult to, I mean, I don't want to say like restore faith in humanity because I, I know there's good people and there are good things. Um, it just feels like there's a lot of bad things going on right now. But I think, I think that's, it's more than anything ego, you know? I think a lot of things right now that are going on are a lot, a lot of things that are ego-based, which is, it's hard to be human when you have ego you know it's hard to connect as human beings i think it's it's uh it's a little clouded right now for humanity but i, I mean again there's good people who do good things and i feel like that's what restores humanity and faith in it i'd like i mean i don't know how much you're into history but um like do you feel like it's always been this way with like the human race or is this a like a unique time or how do you feel about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I've been contemplating that lately. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I would say so just because like, to be honest, to be real with you, I feel like technology just like clouded people immensely in the sense of how is it that you're on your, you, we used to be like on our phone to get away and now it's the opposite. Now we go to real life to try to get away off our phones. Oh, you're right. And, and I feel like that says a lot, like, you know, 10 years ago when, when I had first started, you know, like high school, I knew that, I know that social media wasn't a, a big thing and it wasn't really like predominant yet. You know, I remember still having interactions with my friends and, and not posting it, you know, and, and, we were about statuses maybe but they, they were really 
it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And now it feels like it's just like, are you really anybody if you don't post on the internet? Did, did you really do it if you don't post it? You know, and it's like, yeah, you did. That's that's the human experience right there, you know? Yeah. You should document things, but you don't have to document everything to let everyone know. Huh. Yeah, this is a conversation that I've had with my brother. Um, and he says that the human, like we as humans are going through the evolution of the mind. That's what he says. You know, and, and when I think about that, it makes me think about the internet, it makes me think about social media and how technology is making everything so fast. I mean, everything's so accessible and it's so fast. I can get my phone right now, go on Postmates and order pretty much anything from anywhere. You know, Postmates delivers everything. I can go on social media and communicate with literally thousands, if not millions of people, like if I had that many followers. Um, like, it's just, everything's going by so fast. I think most humans, for whatever reason, I don't think we're aware enough to handle something so strong and powerful like the internet. That's what I think about. Cause I had to take time away from the internet. And now when I come back on it, I'm much more conscious of how I use it. And because of that, now I'm having like a much more positive experience with social media. And just to give example or some context for what I just said, when I go on social media, like I usually, the first thing that comes up on my feed, I usually interact with that piece. Cause usually it's going to be a friend or like something that I like. Cause everything I follow, I tend to like to a certain degree. Yeah. And so I won't have to swipe that much. Also what I've done is like with stories like Instagram, like I'll look at who's posted a story and then I'll decide which one I want to click versus just clicking through every single one, just kind of mindlessly the way I would have done it before. Um, and then also it's just like, oh, I can just search something. You know, I don't have to go on there to just swipe. I can actually search something up and like do research or homework because social media is so, honestly, one of the cool things about it is that you can find almost anything that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's stretching, yoga, ballet, like hip hop, like, you know, whatever you want to find, like you can find it on there. Um, yeah, I would say that, you know, okay, so, um, so I think that, that, you know, um, we talked about environment earlier and in the sense of like environment, you know, in growth, you have to unlearn. I think that, that in stepping away from social media, you, it allows you to reconstruct your mind in the sense of what is priority and what is not. And with that, you're more mindful in what you do and how you do it. Because I would agree too, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I don't look at everyone's story. I look at who I feel is of value to me, to be honest with you, and, and not even value like, oh, can I get something out of this? Like, no, value as in, I love what you're doing as a person. I, I love your passions. I love what you stand for, you know, your message, whatever you are. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the support that I feel like you deserve. You know, like, I want to support you. Let me watch that story. Let me like that post. Let me share that post, you know, but I will not do that for something that I don't feel mindful about, you know? Did you, so, like, I, I really respect that too. Did you at any point take away time from social media or how's your experience been with social media? Um, personally, yeah. I'm honestly, 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 almost never on social media. I'm on YouTube because I like to watch videos. But social media wise, like I don't go out of my way to interact with anyone. I don't go out of my way to 
look for things, you know, I mean, if they come to me, then they come to me. And I feel like that's, that's a sign in itself, you know, but I definitely am more like, take a step back. Let me see what I'm actually liking. If I like a post, it's because I actually like it, not just because of X, Y, Z, you know, but I think that that's like, that's what gives you value. You know, you, that's like a self-respect kind of a thing, you know, not giving away your power so easily, just being like, I know what I like and I know what I don't. And, you know, if you're about it, then I'm going to be about it too. Yeah. Cause that something that I'm realizing for myself, um, cause now I just, something that I do, um, I practice to, to not be needy right? Yeah. Because for such a long time, it was like, I just wanted so much. I mean, personal ambitions, you know, I was a runner for such a long time, um, mm-hmm. wanting to get more money or prepping for a test or like, you know, I was always prepping for like the next thing or like trying to get the next thing. And then when it came to money or a lot of material things, like I was fairly stingy with my shit. And I've said mm-hmm. this now out loud quite a few times, but that's how I was for like 23 years of my life. You know, up until like recently, I feel like I've practiced to let go of that just because I've been basically determined to just be happy. Um, See, uh, so, so I would say that that is that's a whole like that's you literally reconstructing your mind, though. You know, you just said yeah. 23 years that you did that and what you you've got tired of yourself and changed your thinking and look at the fruition. Yeah, dude, I was just like. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh yeah, the reason I started saying all that shit was because um, now that I I practice to not be needy, like I'll I'll meditate or I'll just pause or I'll, I'll basically slow stuff down. And a lot of times I'll catch myself. I'm like, I don't need this. I am going to make my mom breakfast. I am going to go outside and like water the plants. I am. Let me make my bed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Instead of doing the needy thing of like, oh man, I need to post this shit on social media right now. You know, like, uh, like, mm-hmm. let me let go of that, like needing it. And let me actually do what I do need to do because I believe that whatever I really do need right now, like it's in, it's intuitive. It shouldn't feel like I'm trying to hold on to it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. You're, you're living more in the present and more in the moment and you know, it sounds like, you know how I said, when I wake up, I'm like, what, what is it that I need? It sounds like you're starting to do the same or that you have, like, you know, what, what can I do to live in gratitude? You know, more than anything for me, that's, that's what I've learned that, you know, you're the happiest when you live in gratitude in the sense of I'm grateful for waking up. I'm grateful for being able to, even on the bad days, I'm grateful to even have a bad day. Cause you got to have the bad days to have the good days, you know? Damn. The yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't expect it to all be good. You can't expect it to all be bad. You know, um, you got to be grateful. Gratitude. Hmm. How do you, what, where does your gratitude stem from? Um, to be completely honest with you, I feel like my gratitude stems, stems from my grandfather. My grandfather was a very mindful man and he was a very loving man. And um, more than anything, he loved his family. And because of that, I think that I'm able to emulate that, you know, I'm emulate to love, emulate the love that he gave me and in loving myself and being able to do that with others. Okay. That's, that's pretty tight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, How about we move on to the last question, which is what would be your message 
if you could communicate to the entire human race, like every damn country, every human on this planet, and everybody could okay. understand you, what would you say? If I could communicate one message, I think more than anything, it would be to just be kind. You know, be kind to yourself, be kind to each other. Just be kind because you never know. And not even like you never know what someone's going through. Like, yeah, that, that too. But what does it cost you to be kind? And it takes more to be kind than it does to be angry. Anger is a cop-out feeling. You know, what, what is anger? It's actually sadness. It's actually disappointment. It's actually, you know, any, any ill feelings. So it's like, if you have the courage to be kind after life has not been kind to you, that says a lot about you. You know, you're a person I want to get to know. So I would just say, be kind. All right. I love the simplicity. Um, thank you, Melissa, for joining. We'll still, if you're cool with it, continue to talk once we're done recording this. Um, <laughs> thank you, Melissa. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. Let me know yeah, what you... Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, Melissa. Uh, people who are listening, um, let me know what you thought about this kind of style, this format. Uh, Melissa, real quick, what did you think about that? You started off with the context and the Q&A and then the humanity. How did you feel about that? Honestly, I think it was a really good flow. I think it was okay. a good flow in the sense of like, you know, you get to know me a little bit and then you get to talk a little bit about, you know, Q&A or um, sorry, a little bit about humanity. And then we go into a Q&A. It's a little fun. And then we end off with something that's like light and easy, you know, like that. That felt good. I think you should do that again. OK. All right. Melissa's the first uh, feedback I got. All right. Love you guys. Okay. All right, bye.